0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. The big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. With the big dog. This is such good shit.
1: Dave, it's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now... (laughs) Seriously, don't. Hang out from home where pants are optional. You can do it for America.
2: Oh, Phoenix!
0: Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always... Use your head.
2: We are here, we are live My name is Greg DeMarco Which means this is another edition of The Greg DeMarco Show Which is brought to you by Pretty much the greatest thing in the world Chairshot.com Thechairshot.com Always use your head Which means it's part of the Chairshot Radio Network
1: Thechairshot.com
2: Always use your head I just called it the Greg DeMarco Show, didn't I?
3: I was about to ask if we we changed it back in the no, week I was calling. We gone. didn't.
2: I think I just did on. That. You know, like <laughs> fuck it. I'm change. Let's. I'll, I'll change it back. Right. Now. You know what? That's why Patrick I, isn't that surprised. I've made this mistake so many times, and uh, no, we made it last week. So when we recorded the hashtag Miranda and Greg Demarco Super Such Good Shit Show six, we both kept referring to it as the Greg Demarco Show, and and
3: describing you did what actually. I I, I actually yeah. listened to the program. What? I did. What,
4: what, what, what I pointed shocking.
3: Shocking.
2: This
4: well here's a here's the thing.
3: You, you, you not only kept calling it the Greg DeMarco show, both of you uh switched around the adjectives for the super great shit show that's thing that you were doing. That,
4: oh yeah, no, that that's a thing. That's yeah. that's on purpose.
3: Super such good shit show.
0: Is, is it really because I can't shit. Remember.
4: yeah,
2: it's just go on
3: yeah. So it's, it- so it's not really on purpose, it's just you've accepted your incompetence. Yes. I
0: Nice.
4: I would like to think my incompetence is adorable. So it, it's really I mean, part it's, of my brand, it's... actually. Aww, Patrick, it's really part called. of my brand.
3: Okay, it, you're starting to sound like Dave and Dan who are talking about shooting for mediocrity on this week's Bandwagon Nerds That'll when I was to out, too. You've, you've, you've gone behind again.
4: Absolutely yeah. not. No, don't hide it. it...
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> We're just laughing because you were breaking up the whole I did
0: I did I did
3: I missed you.
2: Try to talk. We're gonna test it on air. We're just doing everything on air right now. We're pulling back the curtain, we're ripping it off the the whatever, whatever holds the curtain up, the rod, the little the little little yeah, flanges, yeah. a little whatever. It's gone.
4: Can can a podcast mine be a thing? Can I just be a podcast mime?
2: During your show, maybe since that's a video, yeah,
3: I I, I heard stories okay. that you could actually see your show. Yeah,
4: that's yes, true. the rumors, like, visibly. the legend uh-huh. is true.
2: All right, you know what? I, I so so I joked about it with PC and with Andrew as we were talking about stuff for the future. I, we're gonna, I'm, I don't, I got to figure out the other show. I'm changing the name back right now. Oh,
3: God. i kind of are doing it right now.
2: Not plan- I just realized this too. When wow. I sent you guys the rundown, the subject of the email said Greg DeMarco show rundown. Like, it's in my head. Literally. I'll You're not using your head. I always, it's behind me on both sides. Always. I, I just, yeah, whatever. Why not, right? It's due, we're due to change it and and it's been, what, a few months. I told you,
4: this was a good run. It was I a good run. I both of
2: you, especially Patrick O'Dowd, to never let me change it away from that. Yeah, you still – I think this is your fault.
3: Both of you. Both of and you. You know what? You're the one You're the one who was listening to outside influences that told you to switch it back to – or switch it over to the chair shot radio. It was I, you outside know, I,
2: influences that would tell me to change it back. This time, there's no one. This time, it's literally a mistake, and I'm just running with it. It's It's, it's the universe is telling us change it back but now i got the solo show that i gotta rename and i'm supposed to drop a new one tomorrow maybe so
3: that maybe, maybe that <laughs> one should be the chair shot radio <laughs> no, <laughs> why? Just why just, the shows? i'll figure it out i'll figure it. <laughs> just out. rotate it
2: i'll figure it out who knows
3: man uh, wow
2: all right well you guys are here for history normally we've announced the change of a show the, the, never have I made the decision to change a show during show Patrick O'Dowd for old time's sake let's just I'm going to mix some things up okay you just follow my lead all right you ready I'm going to try so, so everybody I just want you to know this is the Greg DeMarco show as part of the chair shot radio network which is streaming live
3: worldwide
2: at thechairshot.com
0: thechairshot.com always use your head
2: it's also the best wrestling radio program, where?
3: On the planet.
2: On the planet. I'm bad. And I'm better than ever.
4: Better now. For making things better. Face
0: back. Cause your opinion. You guys know how to party.
2: Well done, Patrick O'Dowd. Well done it's probably been at least a year since we've dropped a worldwide and an on the planet and who knows the last time we did a both from the same program
3: good job you know I, well done. I sir. can retain that but I can't remember the the proper directions to get you to the pro wrestling tees shop <laughs>
2: that's okay that's what we got Miranda for that's uh it's that's true
3: that's,
4: that's, and if she that's ever not have a job
2: and if she ever can't be here I'll just play this
4: Viva La Raza Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the queen of soft style herself.
2: Dave, it's me, Dave. <laughs> the queen of soft style herself. Nice timing. Dave. I know, that wasn't even on purpose yes. either. None of this is on purpose. I, should just, I shouldn't just—I should plan anything anymore. I, I should just... Trade I mean, wreck shows are the best shows. I barely planned this one. Yeah. Of the crazy week that I... Barely.
4: Uh, early. Big week.
2: Big week at the one. workplace. So, and, uh, even though you
4: planned this two weeks ago.
2: Some of it I didn't because I reused some stuff. <laughs> So well no, I just reused the three minute warning that we didn't get to last week on the Correct. show.
4: Correct. You you gave us a homework assignment that we That's true. did and you know, we'll go into it, but we
2: you won't. know the dogs Just, are barking. They're, they're ready to go. They did their homework.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're tired of guys of shit already as well. So,
2: <laughs> well, there's a lot more of that coming. So I hope they get ready. Um, real quick. I am on the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram at ChairShotGreg. The website, thechairshot.com, your home for the hardest hissing reviews, opinions, analysis, all kinds of podcasts. Everything you've come to know and love is, of course, thechairshot.com and on social media, it's Chairshot Media.
1: The Chairshot Always use
2: your head. So apparently, this is the Greg Demarco show, <laughs> and so I'm excited about that. I guess I'll probably forget. Who knows? We'll see what we'll see what the name is when I post it on on the website Wednesday morning. We're also gonna banter back and forth as we love to do about. The COVID. Because the COVID is an ever-moving thing right now on both sides of the country for us. We are officially in week 17 of the quarantine. Now, I'm a, I think week 17 is the right uh, the right number there. Uh, Miranda, I was going to reveal this later, but uh, last week's shit show was uh, numero siete. Not numero siete. Oh, really? Yeah, I <laughs> went back and discovered we did numero seis in January.
4: Our credibility is shot now. How yeah, is anyone you had, you ever going to rhythm. come to us for trusted?
2: Yeah. No one's ever going to listen again because it was the wrong. It was a siete. Is that because, right? Because, yeah, seven? Did I
4: get exactly. Right? Siete. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. Number siete.
2: I am, hey, seven. I am uh, bilingual. All right. So anyway, we're in week seven of the quarantine. It's week 17 of the quarantine. And each side of the country has their own little things. Patrick Goddard, give us an update on the East Coast.
3: Well, today, uh, it was announced that Massachusetts, for the first time in, I can't remember how many weeks, uh, reported no deaths due to COVID-19 today. So that was a big deal. We are are in our reopening phase, where I think we're in like phase 3.1. As everybody knows, I was on vacation last week, and the Monday that we were there on the Cape restaurants could not only do outdoor table service, but limited indoor table service as well. And so... We we actually never took advantage of that. We did go to restaurants and did the outdoor sort of thing because it's I mean it's the beach. I mean, so why would, would you go inside? In June, like why not? But um we are yeah, we're in a we're right now. We're, I think there's nowhere in the country right now that's going down anymore. Like we're at we're at a plateau, like we didn't go up. So we're we're holding steady and we're hoping that people can keep up their good work. So that we can keep this going, uh, I work at UMass. UMass just announced its reopening plan for for students. We're we're trying to bring a lot of people back, so we're we're cautiously optimistic with how the year is going to go.
2: Are you excited about this cautious optimism?
3: Yes, because it keeps me employed. <laughs> to to be to be blunt the more people that live on our campus, the stronger the, the need for me to have my job in housing is. So there we go,
2: Miranda, let's fly back to the other side of the country. Good old state 48. Why don't you tell the good people what shit show we got going on out here?
4: Yeah. It, shit show is a pretty solid analogy. Um, not only is it, 100-some degrees here every single day, which just is a whole miserable level in it of itself. Except today. Uh, the, the governor uh, of Arizona, Doug Ducey, made an announcement yesterday afternoon in which he has decided to have certain businesses reclose uh, for 30 days, meaning we ended our cl- – Quarantine period in uh, the middle of May 15th and about 45 days out, shit got worse. Uh, Higher uh, increases uh, in in COVID cases, not only in the diagnosis of COVID, but also in COVID related deaths. And so the Arizona government has been observing this. And yesterday they decided to put out an executive order uh, to close Uh, certain businesses. uh, And they were very particular about what these businesses were, which is fun, part of the shit show. Uh, So things like uh, pools, and as uh, Patrick pointed out uh, on social media, how tubing has its own category in Arizona.
2: It's Arizona, of course.
4: Because we love our leisure out here. And and it really is a priority, apparently. So much of a priority that the governor said, nah, no more tubing for for anybody. Uh, Also. He closed movie theaters, which have not been open. I was like, so "There's been one them open closed.
2: in Phoenix. I know that one. Yes, it's in Mesa. No one goes there, to Mesa. there. Hasn't really.
4: I don't. I don't know which movie theaters. I know the big chains have not been open, and also uh, bars have are now closed and gyms. So. That is now the the big news in Arizona. We have another 30 days of closure. However, it is only limited to those businesses. Restaurants are still open, uh, but many of them are observing social distancing practices, um, whether they're having outdoor dining and indoor dining, but they are limiting um, space indoors from um, of what we've been uh, reporting on what we've seen out in the news, but bars in particular were closed because uh, they were not honoring any social distancing measures. Um, and if anyone could, you know, see what's out there on the internet, Scottsdale on a Saturday night is still was still popping. Yeah. until about, uh, I, was yesterday in
2: at- I was in Scottsdale a month ago at the end of the, at the end of May with the lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco and we saw it. We're like, as as we were heading in, bars were starting to fill up, and it was just like this is not good, and and they were people just they were just going back to normal. But uh, what's funny about that is some of those organizations are fighting it, and those would be the gyms. The gyms have come out in full force and have decided that well, they ain't fucking around anymore. Because they have been taking the precautions. They have been – I know EOS Fitness literally put out the number of cases they've had and the percentage for the 1.4 million workouts they've had since the reopening, and it's minuscule compared to everything else. And, and Mountainside Fitness literally filed suit against the governor's office. Lifetime Fitness put out a thing that basically said, we're opening back up tomorrow, which is today when you're listening to this, Wednesday, July 1st, because we they spent tons of money to prepare to reopen, their members are following the procedures. And if they still have to close when there's really no proof that gyms are part of the problem. So, um, so yeah, it's been, been very, very interesting. My gym is reopening again tomorrow. Uh, Greg will be back at CrossFit tomorrow after today off. And, uh, so will Miranda's dogs. And we're all really excited about that. No, they're fine. They're part of the show. And it, it's, yeah, it's just been, it's just been crazy. But, you know, at the same time, like I go out and, I, 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 yesterday I stopped at at a quick trip, QT and to get a drink. And if there were 10 people in there, six of them were not wearing masks. And it's almost like the governor made his announcement. People were like, screw it. Then I'm not going to wear a mask. And as I posted on Facebook, I want to punch these people in the face because it's, and I know there's people out there that think the mask is like fear mongering or whatever. And I, this is the government reopening things because of the economy. They're not going to then force you to not to, to wear a mask and hurt the economy. Like there's not, it just doesn't make sense um it's just uh, this is why we're in the predicament we're in because people don't want to try and and this is where we are if people just did what they were supposed to do things could stay open and things could be fine so yeah here's a COVID 19 update soon we're going to be in week 19 of COVID 19 and i'm sure that's a milestone for something that's that's two weeks from now so i'm excited about that
4: that unlocks you know like level one of yeah. of the end i feel like once we hit the 19 on the 19 then uh, something aligns,
2: and we're either all going to die or, we're or gonna quake. Quake.
4: Hurricane. <laughs> yeah,
2: half of us will be gone.
0: Uh, so
4: the well. zombies begin. Then the COVID evolves. Oh <gasps> the COVID evolves in week nineteen of nineteen.
2: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Going to be some crazy shit. All right. Well, you know what? Since we changed the name of the show back. Why not? And and no one's wearing masks. No one's doing whatever. Why bother wearing pants? It's time to get off. <laughs> All right, Miranda Morales, it's time to do what Patrick O'Dowd said he cannot do, but you're a pro at it. Let's sell some shirts.
4: You're right, uh, Greg. You may not need to wear pants, but you should be wearing a shirt. And if you need to go get a shirt, well, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the cheer Shot to get your very own cheer Shot t-shirt today and Some breaking news. Pro Wrestling Tees is going to be having a 20% off sale July 1st through 4th. So now you can get 20% off your entire order. That means you can spend the little extra money to get your t-shirt in soft style. And hey you'll have uh, some money to spare. All t-shirts start at $19.99. And again, various styles and colors and logos that you can get so that you can go out into the world without pants, but with a t-shirt. We also recommend you do wear pants just in, you know, uh, just just we don't condone going outside without pants uh, on chair shop you know, radio, Greg DeMarco show, whatever this uh, is, you know, just, just kind of the out there, but you can get various t-shirts like always use your head, uh, chair shot worldwide, the official unofficial t-shirt of one Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling. Uh, and of course my shirt, the queen of soft style, they're all available on pro wrestling Tees.com forward slash the chair shot. And again, don't forget there's a sale in just a few days by the time you're listening to this the sale has already been gone on and there's still going to be time left so 20 percent off your entire order go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the cheer shot to get your t-shirt f-a-b-u-l-o-u-s
2: That's the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick O'Dowd, of course, not only part of the Greg DeMarco show, not only been here since day one ish, he's also the host of Bandwagon Nerds. Patrick, Bandwagon Nerds dropped on Tuesday. What can people hear on this week's edition of BWN? First, you got to unmute
3: yourself. Let's do that.
4: Oh.
3: I was trying to be respectful of the podcast and the musical, you know, interludes there and Miranda's pro wrestling tease advertisement. My bad. At least I keep a connection. Anyway. On, it's true. On bandwagon nerds. Uh, this week, we interviewed the owners of Odyssey Games in Pasadena, California. They're getting ready to reopen, even in the midst of a pandemic. So we talked about some of the challenges with that and the board game culture. And we also spent a good deal of time talking about the potential recasting of Michael Keaton as Batman into the DC cinematic universe.
2: Here we go. Bandwagon nerds over at the TheChairShot.com. Check it out. You won't be sorry In fact, you'll, you'll be the opposite of sorry What's the opposite of sorry? Thankful? Glad? What, what's what's the opposite of sorry, Patrick? You studied this stuff
3: I, I don't know that it has a a good antonym uh, I don't know yet. Not sorry Sorry, not sorry Like, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a whole hashtag about it I guess so yeah. Viva la raza
2: is for the queen of soft style Miranda Morales Miranda we'll be recording the hashtag Miranda show after we finish here today that is of course available in audio and video format what can people expect to see and hear on this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show
4: Yes, so we are continuing with the video format of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And this week, we are going to be talking about, well, the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, we have AEW presenting Fighter Fest uh, this week and next week, and NXT presenting the Great American Bash. So we're going to be talking about both shows, comparing both cards, what matches interest us, what matches don't. And uh, you may get a glimpse of my dogs who uh, may wander into my office when I record or tell them to shut up when they bark. So that's also another great feature of video of the hashtag
2: Miranda Show. Yeah, they, uh, they they want in this week. I can tell that. So we'll, uh,
4: yes, they're very eager to give their thoughts on Fighter Fest. F A B U L O U S. Dave, it's me, Dave.
2: This week, on, well, it says on the Greg DeMarco show, I, I apparently have to rename that now. This week on whatever I put out for uh, uh, the solo show, finally going to release the interview with UFC analyst and insider Jim Greasehaber. But sitting on that one, it's been a little crazy. And honestly, I, I backburner the solo show to get all the other projects out. So that should be released this week as well. I'm excited for you to listen to it. Enjoy. And uh Yeah. You're going to love the interview with Jim. It's it's just a great listen, and uh, he's such a good dude, and just really a lot of inspirational stuff, you know, hitting rock bottom, talking about what it's like to come back up, and I think you're going to get a uh, good kick out of it. So, yeah, let's get started.
4: Wait, 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 wait.
2: Okay, 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 I'm waiting. I'm wait, wait, waiting. Why?
4: Okay, so I figured it out. Look, listen to last week's show. And I posted my little rant on my Instagram story about how you couldn't hear me when I did the buzzer. Uh, However, my microphone was working just fine. I still stick to the buzzer is too loud.
2: You posted that on, on, on Instagram. I didn't see that. Yeah, you did. You shared it on your story. So that's why. But that was during,
3: I thought what I shared was the shit show.
2: Well, it was the shit show.
3: Well, do I need to bring up Instagram right now? Do I do I just need to do this? It's probably gone now.
4: It, it probably is. No, but yeah, during the shit show, it was too loud. So, and also other times in other episodes, you've said you can't hear it. I believe. So my request is just to lower it a tad. So, then maybe you can hear me and the buzzer at the same time.
2: Okay. All right. I'll lower it in the moment. I will lower it as it hits the buzzer portion. So, okay. We'll do a live test. Everything else we're doing on this show today is on the fly. So, why TF yes. not? Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I have to say that was better. I have to say that that was definitely better. I did pull it down. It worked. Oh, I should probably play somebody's theme song. again the mashup is accurate you are not like Adam Cole you are Nia Jax I mean who else to play when you're going to talk about the greatest wrestling match ever than Nia Jax that's just (laughs) for later in the show actually because Nia is a topic there real quick though I want to go back to the introductions that we did Patrick O'Dowd on social media at the wrestling realist, that's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Go check them out there. Miranda Morales on the Instagram, not the Twitter, at the hashtag Miranda. Now there's, for Patrick O'Dowd, there's no I in wrestling. There is one in realist. For the hashtag Miranda, there is an I in Miranda. So go follow them. Check out their feeds and everything else. So, here we are. I mean, Nia Jack's theme song brings us in so perfectly as we are talking about the greatest wrestling match ever. Now, a couple weeks ago, WWE held backlash with the thematic main event of... The greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton, which led us to decide that we were going to, come, to break, come come together, bring to the table our greatest wrestling match ever. We can only pick one. However, we can kind of present which ones we were deciding between, and then we would present our greatest wrestling match ever to the world. We gave everybody a couple of weeks to figure it out. We knew Patrick was going to be off last week, so it was a homework assignment. And now here we are today. So Miranda could potentially use the excuse that the dog ate her homework because we've heard the dogs multiple times already. However, she's a professional. I'm sure she's ready to go, but we'll kick things off as we usually do with the wrestling realist. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. Patrick O'Dowd present to us your considerations. And then of course, or you can go, you can give us the match and then your considerations, your greatest wrestling match ever.
3: So I have six that I that I ended up wrestling with before I, but I'm ching, okay. before I came <sighs> up with before I came up with my number one, and it was weird because I I came up with my number one almost like instantly, and then was like, man, am I being too quick? Let me think about these other sorts of matches out there that were great, and so just to give the 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 ones that didn't make it, I had two tag team matches in there, uh, Steed and Generico. Versus Tyler Black and Jimmy Jacobs at ROH Up for Grabs. If for no other reason than I was there with not, Greg Demarco, okay, you
2: were there. Okay, I thought I was thinking of a different match. I'm sorry.
3: Where they uh, the tag team title tournament, where everybody was certain that that was when the coronation of Steen and Generico were going to happen. They even did the Hope Spot, where uh, Generico gets injured, goes to the back comes to make the heroic rescue and they lose anyway. And the crowd hated it uh, in a good way. It was good heat for, for the eventual title victory. I would never ever, later. ever
2: book the get injured, go to the back and then win the match spot. May What's be. that? I would never book the get injured, go to the back and then win the match spot. I would never do that. Right. May, may have done it in February. Yeah. <laughs>
3: My, my second tag match is from the AWA in 1985, December 25th. Playboy Buddy Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers versus the Midnight Rockers, Marty Gennetti and Shawn Michaels. In a cage, 25 minutes, bloody brutal, was the tag team feud of 1986 in the AWA. Those guys tore it up all over the Minnesota territories, all over out West in Vegas and all that. And is a very, very underrated feud. It's in that time when the AWA was really struggling, trying to recover from losing all this talent. But those guys were such great contrast because you had the Midnight Rockers who were these young, great bodies looking dudes. And then Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, just two big tubs who could work people they could work and then you throw in uh um, i think sherry martell managed rose and summers for a good so, portion yeah. of that feud as well just a, it was a great feud great storytelling and it culminated in this cage match that got really bloody uh you can find it on youtube look it up uh yeah, singles matches
2: somewhere too i don't know if it is what's it it might be on the network i don't know
3: no the wwe network's awa uh, supply is very limited they do have some Midnight Rocker stuff on there because of Shawn Michaels, but uh, most of it is Shawn Michaels by himself. Uh, my singles matches that I had on there were uh, I had one, another one that Greg and I attended uh, as part of the first ever ROH show I ever attended final battle or not the first one, second one final battle, 2005 with uh, Brian Danielson and Naomi Chimera Fuji. the battle of one upsmanship. If, if there was a better way to describe the match, just, Tore the house out. I was, you can ask Greg, I was jumping out of the chair. I was all, all about that match. Uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 91 for the Intercontinental title. Okada versus Omega, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11. And then my number one match, the one that I kept going back to, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Just. Such a well-executed match that told an amazing story. Owen trying to get one up on Big Brother, trying to get out of that shadow, take some of that spotlight, and beat him clean. Even with or even though it's a roll up, the, the, the they worked so hard, they did so well. It's damn near flawless. There's not missed spots. There, it's and it's great. It's mat work you ignore the five moves of doom. And when Owen wins, it's a huge moment. Nobody expected Owen to win. And it really set things up well for him. Out of that match. I love it. I kept going back to it over. And there are other later WrestleMania matches that I'm, I'm positive Greg at least had on his list. If not his number one, two of them. Yeah. But Brett Nolan, WrestleMania 10, I, I can pull it up and we'll pull it up to watch a sing. Like that's the singles match. I watch over and over and over again.
2: And it's such a great story in that one too, because at the end of the night, when Bret Hart becomes WWF champion, here comes Owen Hart and in and the, Breton, in the, in the entryway.
3: Yep. Such a great story. Mm-hmm. And really, really did like that.
2: Good list. Very good list. Um, no overlap, which is great. So that's going to awesome. be awesome. At least no overlap with mine. We'll hear Miranda's here in a second. Although, no, I won't even give the although. I won't even give the although. But there's a very cool although in there that that we'll we'll find out. But next up is Miranda Morales. So Miranda Morales, if you have a list, great. And then also your greatest wrestling match ever.
4: Yeah. So my list is very WWE-centric. I really looked just more in my memory. I feel like that, to me, was going to be where I pulled the most inspiration. Um And this is a range of uh, wrestling that I was exposed to when I was a kid and maybe some wrestling I uh, was exposed to later on in life. Um, so that, that to me was really just my inspiration when I was thinking about this. So uh, a few of my honorable mentions, um, and this is in no real particular order because they all have different meanings to me for different things. Um, I loved, uh, the TLC match, Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Deadlies. Uh, and this was hard. I liked both SummerSlam 2000 and WrestleMania 17. I, I really liked both of them. Um, I think I was a little bit more inclined to SummerSlam 2000 because that was one that I really remember watching as a kid uh, and just the the level of extreme in that match uh, at that time was just in, insane but it, it, it is a maybe you know not a strong forte of a pure tag team but uh, I think it was a big step in a big evolution of what tag team wrestling uh, was evolving into in the 2000s um more of a recent favorite is sasha versus bailey in nxt uh, nxt brooklyn uh that is one i literally have watched over and over and over again not only as a big bailey fan but because of the storytelling in that match uh is one of the best that i i truly can remember and uh i think this match really helped get women's matches more recognized for uh the art of storytelling and performance tying together and they just had such a long history at that point that this, this, uh, you know, moment, uh, for both of them, but also just for the other, for horsewomen, for women's professional wrestling. Um, it, it was a monumental moment that I always go back to and love. Um, Baker and Shawn Michaels, this, this is both in 20. I think 25 was the better match. Six just has more of that mean retirement because of it being in Arizona. Um, and, and uh, just that closing of a chapter of one of my favorite wrestlers, but both beautiful, beautiful storytelling. And you can kind of see the theme of of what to me I'm drawn to in a match, but also just amazing wrestling. And you can tell that they trusted each other a lot uh, to do a, a lot of moves. And uh, the way that 25 plays into 26, uh, it, it to me, it was it's really rare when that happens. Uh, I guess my number two, these two matches were what I was struggling with, uh, and both of them involved the same person. Uh, However, it may not be a surprise, but uh, the the match I ended up picking was actually more because of the storytelling element. Um, My number two match was Austin versus Rock at WrestleMania 17 this to me was kind of this this ending of a childhood and everything that Austin had done to that point um, in his career and the big turn at the end, even though in some ways for some people diminishes the match, it truly was this head-to-head of two of the biggest names uh, in the entire Attitude era. And I just love how it built on the history between them, uh, the, the play on moves, uh, you know, there was... A lot of things that kind of reminded me of what uh, we watched um, a few weeks ago, uh, backlash uh, with, you know, odes to to both of these men or to to pro wrestling in general. And I feel like now that I've watched that match and this match again, there are signs of that, too, that maybe I missed. Um, and my number one match, actually, uh, when Patrick started talking, I got a little nervous because I was afraid he was picking this one. But no, luckily, but great minds think alike, because I I picked uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13. And for me, that match was magical in the sense of what it did, not only for their careers, but I mean, the big double turn like it is a rare that something can happen like that in a match. And I know that the turn actually happened more towards the end of the match or the aftermath of that match um, with uh, Bret Hart, who keeps attacking uh, Stone Cold's leg afterward and the crowd just immediately turning on him and seeing this other side of Brett, which they alluded to, even in the promos and through the weeks uh, throughout that, you know, Brett was losing some of that momentum, that steam as a babyface, And now comes Stone Cold, this guy who has no respect for rules and authority and discipline, which Brett had had really, put his whole career on and you kind of started to see him just let loose more. And the way that, uh, it turned stone cold into this, this hero, this person who never gave up with the tenacity. Um, and even afterwards when he was st- you know trying to well when the ref was trying to help him up he gave the ref a stunner because that's not stone cool. he doesn't need anybody's help so i think the storytelling in this match with just the the pure tenacity uh, of course there was some excellent excellent wrestling and, and a lot of that to bret hart too i mean bret hart really commanded that match and it shows why he is is one of the best if you know uh in all of history you know will go down as that so i think i was drawn not only to the storytelling but i was really drawn more to bret hart's wrestling um and and the way he adapted it in this match um and that's what's my favorite
2: or it's the best
4: i mean same thing my favorite is the best i'm I'm pretty much the authority on this
2: it's an opinion so that's what that's what we you're the authority on miranda's opinion
3: I, I mean, need- easily, easily one of the most famous visuals oh, out of a out of a yes. WrestleMania package of of Austin's bloody face while he's in the sharpshooter. Like that's always in in the montages.
2: So the last time I wrote the five greatest matches I've ever seen article, which was in December of 2018, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 was number one. Um, interestingly enough, however, it's not number one on my list today that the, there's two matches that tend to alternate and, and this one tends to be that one. I actually had this one first on my, that one first on my list at rundown. These aren't in any particular order. I have nine on my list right now. Um, but I do. Have
3: oh, a I, I I was I was trying to stop myself at six, <laughs> yeah, dude. No. Like like I was like I because I thought about three or four other ones that just didn't make it. I won't go into great was, detail
2: on most of them. I yeah. did have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania, just a true classic, launch of the career of Steve Austin into the stratosphere. The career had already been launched by the Austin Three Sixteen promo. Uh, for you, Patrick, go and inform me. I have a tag team match on the list. Mine is from Takeover Toronto 2016, two out of three falls. DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa versus the greatest tag team in the world, The Revival, and hell of a hell of a tag team match, and just so many brilliant spots in that match. Loved it. From Takeover Chicago 2017, Tyler Bate losing the NXT UK Championship to Pete Dunne um hell of a match there. second match on the card and one that i've watched over and over uh the most recent match on my list comes from nxt uk takeover cardiff 2019 when tyler Bate challenged walter for that same championship a match that no one expected to go 40 minutes and didn't need to go 40 minutes but it did and it was amazing uh now we go all the way back to 1989 I know most people think it's the second or third match that's the best, but for me, it's the first match of the trilogy. Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. town Rumble, 1989. Ricky Steamboat becomes the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Just a great match, great crowd. Uh, then we fast forward to 1993. The Tokyo Dome. Jushin Thunder Liger, one-on-one with the Great Muda and what is commonly referred to as the Kishin Liger match. What that is, if you haven't seen it, is basically... Liger goes under the ring and comes back up and basically rips off his mask and the top half of his outfit to reveal an evil painted version of Liger and starts spiking with an actual steel spike the Great Muda in the head. It's Japan and the Great Muda was booking and Liger was a junior heavyweight. So Muda goes over, which you could expect. But, um, just, and that was Great Muda wrestling as Great Muda with the full paint and everything, not as KG Muto, which he normally did. Um WrestleMania 30, uh, at this point, this was in contention to be number one. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. The winner gets to go on to the main event. It was the opening match of WrestleMania 30. Uh, The story, talk about storytelling, the story they told in that match, which completely coupled with the entire story of Daniel Bryan's ascension to WrestleMania 30, just so brilliant. I mean, to me, that's the best match on that card, and that card had a lot of great matches that we'll remember for many years to come. Patrick O'Dowd, final battle, two thousand and five. We were. I know which one you're doing. I uh, and and I thought about your match too, and I was like, yeah, there's a very good chance that that that's on your list. Mine, however, happened right after yours, as Loki yep. and Kenta had the true battle of one-upsmanship to see who could kick the other one the hardest, who could slap the other one the hardest, who could punch the other one the hardest. That was Falcon Arrow a match off the top rope. Begging, what's that?
3: The falcon arrow off the top yes, rope. That row. is what I remember. That spot is what I remember from that match. Most. I can't I can't put a low-key batch uh, on anymore because he doesn't wear a mask.
2: Wow. Yeah, and, and I get it. Um, <laughs> I definitely do understand. Loki the person versus Loki the performer. That's no, I know. Up. It was a great match. The first time in my match, it was the markiest thing ever. The crowd is chanting five-star match during a match. And, right. and please don't end. And it was midnight at that point. This card was over five hours long. It was insane. But that... Did not take the top of the list as the ninth and final match on my list. At this point, I know Patrick knows what it is. No, oh, yeah. I know what it is. WrestleMania 21 middle of the card, the interpromotional battle, Shawn Michaels, one-on-one with Kurt angle long, the greatest match ever wrestled as I've called it. Just love that match can watch it all the time. Um, and just such a damn, damn good match between two of the greatest ever do it. Just the, the way that Michaels wrestles that match and, and and just brilliant performance by Shawn Michaels and really, uh, he's the MVP of that match. Like Kurt Angle, brilliant performer, but damn, like Shawn Michaels makes that thing. And
3: Well, right? Kurt wasn't what he was going to be yet still. Like Kurt was still learning. Like I think that even at WrestleMania 21 – like yeah, he, he had still had good a years in front of him by him.
2: then. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Kurt Angle main evented WrestleMania 19, so he had already been a WrestleMania yeah. main eventer. But you're right. Like Kurt Angle was still developing and still growing as a performer, and and that's to me arguably the greatest Kurt Angle match ever. Arguably the greatest Shawn Michaels match ever. Right. And my greatest wrestling match ever. So yeah,
3: that that run that Shawn Michaels had. From, you know, 21 through his retirement. And just in terms of WrestleMania matches, like, name a better run. Well, and even 19, like his
2: match that that, with Chris Jericho. um, Yep. You know, 20, whatever. No one wants to talk about that match. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, 22, where he was (laughs) supposed to wrestle Eddie Guerrero, but instead wrestled Vince McMahon. 23 with John Cena. And then, of course... You know, on from there, 25 and 26, of course. But, yeah, just amazing stuff.
3: Oh, and 24. You know sur-
2: Who can forget that?
3: Right. So, you you yeah. know what surprises me? Uh, I was surprised you didn't find any Midnight Express match I to, thought put, to put out there.
2: It's it's the Midnight. It's weird because the Midnight Express, it's like I can't even pick out. It was like Edge for the longest time. We talked about this when he came back. I could never single out one Edge match that I loved, but I loved Edge.
3: And the Midnight Express I, is always I, amazing. I really struggled to find good footage because I can't really speak to like I, I didn't really watch them for a long time. Like in there, like I didn't watch Mid South. I didn't watch, you know, the NWA on TBS nearly as much as I watched the AWA. But trying to find a good, like a good copy of the of the Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express is harder than you would think. It is
2: because it's all house shows in the Carolinas. And house shows, what they would do at the time is they would broadcast, they would record house shows and they'd broadcast late at night on TBS. You wouldn't even know it was going to be on until you're just a Braves game goes off. And next thing you know, you're in some arena somewhere in Anderson, South Carolina, watching this amazing match that's driving a crowd nuts that because they didn't like back then on. They didn't really like like. If major developments happened on the house shows, they would talk about it on TBS. Otherwise, they were just pushing whatever was going to happen that weekend.
3: So. Well, they'd show a clip of it on yeah. TBS. Like you'd get footage. Like that's what I'm like as I'm going back and rewatching the old NWA stuff, Mid Atlantic stuff. That's they do that a ton. Where they'll promise you, like, say, Ric Flair on the show, but it'll be like a snippet of Ric Flair from work he did in right. Florida against Jake Roberts, who happened to be down at that territory at the time. Right. And it's like a three minute clip of a match, and that's. That's horrible. what they that's what they do to push narratives. The uh the uh, the only other match that I really wish I would have put on there after I heard you did Nine was uh Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah.
4: Oh, yes.
3: Definitely a good choice. That Definitely.
2: If I were to have 10, there's a 1-hour time limit draw between Rick Flair and Barry Windham that aired on mm-hmm. I believe it was NW worldwide, which I think is on the network. Um that is a hell of a match as well, but yeah, kept it in. Captain at nine, I guess. So there we go. Good lists. Good lists all around and very excited. And hopefully people listening will will check out a match or two they haven't watched or they forgot about. And will enjoy that. And it'll bring, bring some joy to their lives. If not, well, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Whatever. All right. As Patrick likes to say on Bandwagon Nerds, time
0: to pay the bills. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra. Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey, folks. Listen up. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog with products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? PWX over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your
2: favorite promotions and combat zone wrestling. powerslam.tv promo code chairshot to get that free month. Powerslam.tv promo code ChairShot get your free month after that's only six bucks. Check it out, but check it out for free. Powerslam.tv promo code ChairShot.
1: Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution.
0: All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here.
2: All oh, right, three minute warning time as we approach the end of the show. This week's three minute warning it, 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 when you see on the rundown, it's the, the topic is Nia Jax in the men's Royal Rumble match. And it's a three-minute warning. It, it's kind of a self-serving three-minute warning. And it's not a self-serving in the regards that we were there. It's a self-serving well, I'll explain in a second. So mm. I, I linked on your rundown an article that talks about this. And it's Nia Jax talking about the the match itself, an interview she did. With talk Sport. Now this came out, the, the article that I'm using is at PW Mania. It actually came out on June 23rd. Like I said, planned on using it last week. didn't because we ran out of time. So I don't know if you know this, but any show that is run by Miranda Morales or partially run by Miranda Morales, it's going to go long. That's just the way it works. It's going to go long. So be ready. Um, so so in interview, I, I wanna, I'm going to read you the quote from Naya because it's just. it, it speaks to so many different things. So this is when I talks about how she found out she was going to be in the men's Royal Rumble match. She says, and I quote, I need that soundbite of Michael Cole saying, And I quote, I didn't know about and it until it the show started. We were preparing for the women's Royal Rumble and we were rehearsing in the ring and whatnot. When someone said Johnny Ace needs to talk to you, and I couldn't find Johnny. And then someone said Vince needs to talk to you. And I couldn't find Vince. It's a crazy day, right? And I was wondering, what did I do? I must be in trouble. Okay, so let me just, so I just keep going and rehearsing. The doors are opening. The show has started. We're all getting ready. Then finally, Johnny Ace finds me and he's like, Naya, you know you're in the men's rumble, right? I said, what? No, you're kidding, right? He said, no, you're in the men's rumble. He's like, yeah, you're in a spot with Randy, Dolph, Ray, and you're going to do something with Our truth Go worry about the women's match and then we'll figure out the men's match when you're done. Just come back here. So this is, it plays into so many different things that the internet has told us in the past. And To me, I'm using this more to talk about wrestling news. Because here's the thing. People always love to talk about WWE changing stuff on the fly. And WWE not knowing what they're doing and and doing all this stuff last minute. And even a year or two ago, there was a Sasha Banks comment where she said that they didn't know what they were going to do until they got to Raw. Like, ever. And she was basically complaining, we never know what we're going to do until we get to Raw. And the reason why I bring it up is because I think that's by design. We talked a few weeks ago about wrestling news and Patrick go down. One of the main sources of wrestling news is who?
3: Well, other wrestlers.
2: Exactly. It's the talent. So if you're WWE, why are you going to tell Nia Jax say three weeks before the Royal Rumble that you're going to be in the men's Royal Rumble match? Like, why would you tell her that if there's a chance she might tell somebody and she might not go to a wrestling news site, but somebody she tells might say she tells, you know, Tamina, and Tamina's pissed because Tamina wants that spot. Now Tamina might go and talk to somebody and, and, and spill the beans. You know, Sasha Banks complaining that, you know, they don't know what they're going to do till they get there. That's because the biggest leak in the world are the wrestlers and, and things get out. So what do you think is more possible? We'll let Moran answer this question. What do you think is more possible? You got to pick one over the other. Is it more possible that WWE has no idea what they're doing and they plan stuff on the fly? Or is it more possible that they just don't tell the talent because they don't want anything getting out?
4: I think it's, it's way more possible that they just keep the information close and they don't tell talent things until they're ready to tell them. And that may mean the day of or. You know, right before our show, so that way, one plans may change. So why tell them something that may change? And two, what you said exactly—that uh, they may end up sharing that information intentionally or unintentionally—and that could be shared, and it could go through the rounds and somehow end up uh, to the public.
2: Yeah, it's it's just crazy to me that that people get so caught up on some of this when really. It's it's I think it's a defense mechanism by WWE against the news cycle because they just know people talk. If you're WWE, you know, talent's the one that talks like, you you know, these things. And I'm sure a lot of times they can pinpoint who said what it, it gets out there. So to me, I wanted to point out to this one because it just struck me as. This is why things don't get out, and this is why Nia didn't know. And uh, the average internet wrestling fan will read that and be like, "Oh my god, they didn't make that decision till the day of," and that's probably not the case. <laughs> probably more the case that they told everybody the day of because they didn't want it to get out. And, and it's it's again, it's how the news cycle gets gets skewed. It does remind me of that day though, because honestly, uh, having watched the 2019 Royal Rumble on on the network, and also having been there live, and Miranda, you can attest to this taking Nia Jax out of the men's Royal Rumble match, the women's Royal Rumble should have closed the show. Like, like that should have been the main event with Becky Lynch winning the Royal Rumble and entering, you know, taking Lana's spot and, and putting herself in the match that should have closed the show. And I believe the only reason it didn't was because of what they were doing with Nia Jax, because it would have wouldn't have worked as well. Had Nia entered the men's Royal Rumble first and then had the spots that she had in the women's Royal Rumble match later. So to me, that's the only reason why the men's world match went on last when it should have been the women with Becky Lynch going over. At that point, she was the hottest star in the company. So, but again, this is about wrestling news for me. Another case in point as to why wrestling news happens the way it does. And it doesn't matter. No one's going to listen to us anyway.
3: It's a
0: head.
2: And that's going to do it for this week's edition of apparently the Greg DeMarco show. I, I, I'm surprised I haven't screwed that up. Um, And now I really got to figure out what I'm going to call the other show. I really wanted to release that Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and now I got to come up with a new name for it. Um, I'll figure it out. But, again, thank you for listening. We had a lot of fun this week. I hope you enjoyed our greatest wrestling match ever for all three of us. Um, A lot of fun doing that. I I did love the fact that there was a little bit of overlap uh, with Miranda's number one, has been my number one at some point, and that Patrick and I, each had a match on our list from the same show that we were at live, but not the same match. Uh, however, it was no yeah. double main event. And we basically yeah. each had one half of said main event in, in that one and his match between Brian Danielson and uh name, each Fuji top notch, like all the matches that we listed off were top notch. You could literally take every, every match we gave you guys, which I think is about pushing 20, uh, 21, 22 matches. And you could have a hell of a day watching, wrestling right there you have to do a little bit of research uh to find one of the ones on patrick's list but it's well worth the effort to make that happen so yeah we'll see what we what what the world of wrestling brings us next week and what we fun stuff we get to talk about next week so patrick do we know what the uh review is for the nerds this week or is that poll still going
3: uh no that poll that poll is done uh i have to sit through and review dumb and dumber Mm. which
2: is which you will be true <laughs> story i said this, so
3: said, said this on the show fell asleep when i saw it at the theater yeah that movie sucks <laughs> like i hate it uh
4: so and and unfortunately there.
3: well here's a nice thing right now is that like dan dave and i when we do these reviews I, I we don't agree no which is good. very very much like i i am the like angry judge most of the time, <laughs> but not for spaceballs.
2: So, not for space
3: balls.
2: That does not
4: surprise me. What's no, so spa- okay. space
3: Spaceballs was my jam. They were they were less high on, so they were still high on spaceballs. Yeah. So it wasn't like they reviewed it poorly. But like, you go back, you look at our review of three hundred. Dan, Dan was a little more lukewarm, but Dave was like all about three hundred. And I was like, this movie is trash. Stop <laughs> Stop watching this movie. One star.
2: That's what that that's the way it should be. That's why it should be entertaining and and. It's it's a good read every week. It's a good read. It's fun content. It's not wrestling content, but it's crossover. It's a lot of fun for people to read and, and just really 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 good stuff. So of course you can follow Patrick Goddard at the Wrestling Realist w r e s t l n g r e a l i s t No I in wrestling there is one in realist Miranda Morales. You can follow her on the Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. You can follow me at Chairshot Greg and the website at Chairshot Media for Patrick. For Miranda, I am Greg DeMarco reminding you to go.
3: How oh, didn't even click the button? It's
2: so like super, uh, super sensitive today, the, the sound bites are.
3: It is the Greg DeMarco show. We're back, baby. That's right. <laughs> we are indeed back. That's a very, very well done. Woo!
2: Very well done, Patrick Dowd. I'd play the song, but it's somewhere else. I don't know where it went. Let's see here. Oh, Let's... And now we lost it. Yeah,
3: well. No, this no, is absolutely actually. what the Greg That's DeMarco show is. is. This is all he, he's
2: DeMarcoing the show. 100% what we should be doing. It is back and it feels really, really damn good. For Patrick O'Dowd, for Miranda Morales for the entire cherry shot. I'm Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head. you got
0: no choice.
1: me dave this is such good shit
4: thechairshot.com always use your head
0: i'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish
3: greg demarco show
1: best in all his future endeavors